0: Chishon, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast.
1: Yeah, what's going to happen in Indy? Because, unfortunately, it's a worse kind of case scenario situation for the quarterback there. Good morning. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin here, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette, filling in for the dudes this morning, as is Bart Scott over there. We're the dudes. Up, Both doubling up on coffee today. You know, it's Tuesday. It's what happens. Hey, Keyshawn is,
0: um, I think he's coming over to Atlantic right now. You know what I'm saying? He's like Santa Claus. He's coming back Thursday,
1: baby. <laughs> Keep drinking that coffee, Bart. Uh, all right. <laughs> it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Uh, I mentioned it. The Colts, basically yesterday you and I were up here talking about what was kind of going to be the worst case scenario for Carson Wentz. And I think this might be right around where that is. So yesterday Frank Reich, the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts made the announcement that yes, Carson Wentz indeed does need surgery. He is going to be out anywhere from 5 to 12 weeks. Now I know that is a very large span. (laughs) (laughs) And if you look at their schedule, the Colts first five games, it's the hardest in the NFL. And so as we approach training camp, or I'm sorry, we're already in training camp. As we approach what is coming up here in terms of the Hall of Fame game and preseason (laughs) games and and soon in a month, we're going to be underway Uh. with the regular season this is not a good situation not at all Frank Wright said there was a loose broken bone in Wentz's foot an old injury possibly from high school and they need to address this he needs to have surgery to get it taken care of and so this is now Jacob Eason's job more on that in a minute but first let's hear from the head coach of the Colts Frank Wright on his thoughts on Carson Wentz.
2: Just knowing Carson I'm optimistic you know knowing that this is a type of injury you don't have to be pain-free to play in, and I know Carson's level of toughness. I know he can play with pain. So, you know, you have with this injury from listening to the doctors, you have to get to an acceptable level of pain, and then you can start playing. So, that could happen early, and if you decide he can play, and then just it keeps getting better as we go, but play for a few weeks with that pain. So, and then best case though is the pain leaves early. So, that that's the reason for the optimism.
1: Ugh, I feel for Frank Reich. Look, he put yeah. all his eggs in Carson Wentz's basket, and then this is what happens. I mean, yesterday during that press conference, he looked like he was about to cry half the time, and I, I felt for him. <laughs> I really did. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Bart, what say you? I mean, that's
0: the craziness, right? When you think about it, who knew that Carson Wentz really was Elijah Price from um, Unbreakable, right? Who, who knew? <laughs> who knew that's what he was? I mean, because this guy's always injured. He's Mister Glass, and you know, you talk about you know when I when I when I listen to what Frank Wright is saying. Basically, he's putting the onus right on Carson Wentz. And this is the problem. I think he may potentially could force him back too early because if they lose, you know, if they lose those first five games, then it's panic mode, right? Because it's like no team ever went to the playoffs when they started 0-5. And I think one team came close or maybe one did. I don't know. Don't at me, please, please people. But when you start saying things like, well, acceptable level of pain and tolerance and stuff like that, now you put it at the player, you put it at the player's foot, because now at what point are he, is he going to feel like, man, I have to get back to try and, and secure that I can you know, prove to the fan base that I'm not a quitter, that I'm a tough guy, and then risk getting it hurt again, right? So you talk about five to twelve weeks. No, let's just say if it's somewhere in the middle, right? Let's just say if it's two months, right? Sounds like my mechanic, right? When I drop off his car and, he, and I <laughs> ask him like, when is he's going to be ready? Yeah, could be ready soon, could be ready late, it's always something, usually late. But, you know, putting the pressure on, on Carson with the fact that he's going to have to try and say acceptable pain tolerance, that's where you get into a slippery slope, right? Because that's where you get into the world of painkillers and you get into the world of injections and you get into the world of, you know what I mean, trying to um, manage pain. And that's, a, that's, that's a, a place where athletes shouldn't have to be. But Frank Wright just put the onus and, and the pressure right, you know, squarely on the shoulders or the feet, uh, at the feet of Carson Wentz.
1: And I mean, I'm just throwing out the obvious here opposing defenses knowing you're banged up no, a little course. bit and knowing that you are playing through pain, they, I'm sure not a good thing.
0: Yeah, and, they, and they're going to set you on fire, right? So what they're going to say is, okay, well, we know that he wants to stay in the pocket. They may be going to try and protect him from himself, going to do short throws, yeah. screen passes, bubble passes, lean on. Just his presence alone is better than what we have in Easton. So if I'm a defensive, um, you know, coordinator, I'm going with a-gap blitzes. I'm going with interior blitzes to get him off his spot to make him have to move. And you know, if, I don't know if it's that this is his plant foot. If it's his right foot, it's his plant foot, and that's the foot that's going to take the bulk of the of the um, the torque from yeah. him stepping back five step seven step drop. You know, being able to try and throw the ball early, loading up, does it change its mechanics? And then you start getting the compensation. So it's important that, you know, they make sure that if they're going to lose any game or they're going to win any game, it has to be that Tennessee Titans game. You have to win that game because out of all the games that matter the most, it's the one within the division that counts the most, right? Okay. So if you so if you can get that Titans game, at least you know they can't run away from you too far. They hopefully can still be in striking distance, and maybe just maybe you can find a way to win one of those other games based on running the ball in defense. But I don't know if you have to if you can stay pat with with, with these guys that you have behind the center. I think they're going to have to go out and make a move, and the obvious move, right? And you can see. Tricky Nicky out there, already planting the seeds. Well, I'm a lot better now than I was when I won the Super Bowl. Hold on, you mean you're the third-string quarterback for the Chicago Bears, but you're better than when you won the Super Bowl. Like, come on, like, Really? Like, really? Like, like, who who you try? yeah, okay, I got some oceanfront property in uh, Wyoming, too, to sell to you. Like, I'm tricky, Nicky. <laughs>
1: Speaking of Nick Foles, why don't we hear from him? Yesterday, all three quarterbacks for the Bears spoke, and one of those was oh, Nick Foles, all three, um, because he is the third stringer at this point in Chicago. <laughs> and he had, uh, let's just say, a passionate answer about Frank Reich and playing for the Colts.
2: Listen, Frank Reich is one of my favorite, if not favorite, coaches of all time. He understands me as a player. He understands me as a person. But, you know, right? I, I haven't had any talks with him. I don't know. I'm a Chicago Bear right now. He knows me. He understands. I mean, y'all watched the 2017 season in the playoffs where he changed the offense and built it around me, and y'all saw what happened. So he understood my mentality as a player, and he was able to build it around me and put me in a successful position and my teammates. But that being said, they have Carson. And Carson and I have a lot of history. I have a lot of respect for Carson. He's a tremendous player. He's going through adversity once again, but he'll bounce back. And you know what? He might miss a few games, but I know he'll be back out there, but we haven't had any talks. So right now I'm a Chicago Bear and I'm going to keep slinging with these third stringers and we're going to dice them
1: up. Okay. A few things that Bart said that I want to build off of. First of all, when you hit listen to Nick Foles talk, the one thing that stood out to me about everything he just said is Carson and I have history. Correct. You yeah. do. Also next thing that stood out how much he loves and adores Frank, right? And he feels mm. like he does the best things in his offense to fit Nick Foles game. Okay. So those are two things. Second of all, you mentioned him having issues staying upright. Okay. And when opposing uh, defenses know that you aren't a hundred percent, like they're going to know if Carson Wentz does come back too early then what are they going to do? They're going to go after him. And what did Carson Wentz do last year? I think if he wasn't first, he was second yeah, in, in 50, sacks.
0: 50, I think, 50 sacks.
1: I mean, he he had issues <laughs> staying upright, and that is just the fact. The first five games we've talked about now, you said the Tennessee Titans is the most important there. Yeah. First five games, four to the five are games against playoff teams from last year all five teams in those first five games had double digit wins last year these are just the facts that's the straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless no contract no compromise and so when you think about what the Colts are going to do now yeah now what do they have to do well they need to turn all their attention on over to Mr. Jacob Eason once again here's Frank Wright and and you. Frank Reich
2: on we're very confident in the quarterback room that we have you know um love jacob he's you know i think he's making good progress uh you know it's it's all these reps are invaluable so um i had a good conversation with jacob yesterday hey man it's your show let's go you know and you got it he has to prepare like he's starting week one and we don't know if that'll happen or not but he's got to get ready and um we're going to trust him in that process and, and support him and get behind him and just help him to continue to get better, he's got the right mindset. All
1: right, Jacob Eason um, spent his 2019 year at Washington. He is clearly not ready to be a full-time starter in the NFL. He's young. He's new. He didn't take an NFL snap next, last year. However, however, it, it, this now becomes his job. You know who you were getting when you dra- drafted Jacob Eason, and so now you know you got to figure out a way to become the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts.
0: Man, I mean, come on, man. Like, I did <laughs> – What's his name? Kine from, from from Arizona. Where's yeah, Kyne when Steve, we went? I- yeah, where's Steve Kine when we need him? Like, listen, <laughs> Eason. You got no <laughs> shot in hell in starting. Son, you're not ready. We're not gonna put you out there. This is a team that has aspirations to be at least a division winner.
1: Oh. They yeah, they're the all bare in. minimum.
0: Yeah, they're all in. Like there's no way you're going with Eason. You need some experience because if you go with a limited playbook that you would have with a Jacob Eason against those teams. Like, I guess those, okay, the Rams, number one defense in the league last year. Okay, um, the Ravens, right? The much improved uh, Miami Dolphins defense. Like, come on, man. Who are you fooling? Like, at some point, you got to have that real conversation that, you know, somebody, you know, the third quarterback on the roster is going to be gone. Eason, you're going to be holding a clipboard. You know what I mean? You're going to be the backup.
1: Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's like, like
0: it's like keep, when keeping it real goes wrong. If, if that ain't coach speak, one on one, it's his <laughs> job. Yeah, his job for the next two days before you figure out a way how to make a trade and give up a six and a seventh for, for for Nick Foles. And we all know Nick Foles is gonna get cut anyway. You don't pay you don't pay a backup quarterback, you know that type of money, right? You don't pay him five million dollars a year to hold. You talk about the second string guy, the third string guy. Come on, man. So like we all know where this is going, and Easton knows where it's going to. You know, and eventually he's going to be supplanted by Nick Foles, and they're going to be in there doing Philly Philly special. I just hope that they don't put a statue outside of St. Elmo's, you know, so so Carson Wentz have to walk through that. I mean, you talk about living in the shadow of Philly Philly. Now he's going to have to deal with the Elmo special, you know, something the like that. The Elmo special. <laughs> all right, we'll
1: get more into this, but I will say it doesn't help for Jacob Eason that all of the reports, especially from our Colts reporter, Mike Wells, is that he's been wildly inconsistent at training camps, throwing picks, and yeah, all the rest. Yeah, I know high there's garbage. some growing pains, but uh, that doesn't help the situation all right one team that was just in the NBA finals one year ago has made a huge splash to kick off NBA free agency while the team that beat them is trying to bring
3: everybody
1: back (laughs) NBA free agency is next after Bart has this Every
0: move we make pushes us forward, whether it's on the track, the court, or the field. Movement is how we make our impression on the world. It's part of who we are. And when we pursue it with everything we've got, it shows us who we'll become. Every move we make, every road we choose to go down, every mile marker we pass, takes us to a new place and shows the world how far we can go. Goodyear, more driven,
4: Miami Heat, one of the busier teams in the first day and night of NBA free
0: agency. Miami's not a bad city to be in. No. Kyle Lowry will be involved in a sign and trade to Miami. This is an on and off the court uh great pickup. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. To Miami, here we go. feel like the champ already. I'm a winner. I can feel
3: it when I step up in the building, man. They know I'm finna kill it. Yeah. Making moves for the touch spot. Ball with no limit.
1: Free agency is a fun place, and if you at all walked away from your phone yesterday, perhaps you came back to a boatload of alerts like I did.
0: Yeah, I had no idea who the hell they was talking about.
1: <laughs> it was all over the place, but we expected it, right? Free agency started last night at 6 p.m. Eastern, and per usual, the chips were falling. Yesterday, we had Brian Windhorse on the show um, earlier, obviously, in the morning, because yep. that's is when the show is, and he said to us, this free agency is all but done, and it truly felt like that, like once the clock strikes struck six. I mean, the dominoes were falling, and they were falling fast. This is Keyshawn Jay Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Bart Scott, Shea Cornette filling in for the guys this morning. Um, before we hear from Stephen A. Smith, because he uh, had some things to say, a lot of things to say yesterday, mm. uh, let me just tell you some of the point guards that dominated free agency yesterday and where they went to. Kyle Lowry joined the Heat on a three-year deal via a sign-and-trade with Toronto. Um the the Heat are also working on a max extension for Jimmy Butler. We can talk more about that in a little bit, and they also reached an extension with Duncan Robinson. Chris Paul staying with the Suns on a four-year deal could be worth up to $120 million, as agents are telling Woj. Mike Conley staying with the Jazz, and Lonzo Ball is heading to the Bulls on a four-year deal, $85 million. Here comes your Bulls. Ding yeah, ding, signing ding trade ding. from the Pelicans. Please, let's not get overly excited here. But I do like that the Bulls were in the headlines yesterday. Um, Let's start, though, with the Heat and what they did with Kyle Lowry. And first, let's hear from Stephen A. Smith on why the Lowry move eh, doesn't do much for him.
0: If he were with the Philadelphia 76ers, because you've got Embiid, if you were able to keep Ben Simmons, while you still have him, the bias Harrises of the world, and stuff like that, and he was added, added to that mix, his experience, his poise, his defensive tenacity, his fervor—he's from that area. I covered them; I yeah. actually covered them when I was—I was I writing was for the Philadelphia Inquirer. This dude is a special player, no mistake about it. But in Miami, as they're presently constructed. I don't see him making that big of a deal in terms of you know, just basically changing the course of their future in that regard. I don't see it.
1: Okay, so one, do you agree with Stephen A? And two, of the point guards that I listed and where they're going or where they're staying, I should yeah. say, which do you like the best?
0: Well, I mean, CP3, of course, is the obvious choice when you think about what he did to change the trajectory in the narrative of that team last year, unlocking DeAndre Ayton, being able to create some leadership, and I think he fits with that team the best, but I think if you talk about, you know, somebody that fits the profile, I mean, I like Kyle Lowry, and I like that they brought P.J. Tucker over, too, on a two-year deal, Mm -hmm. now you look at that team that already was, you know, tough on the defensive end of the ball, now they have guys that are straight dogs at every position. And, you know, that gives them, a Jimmy Butler, another score, right? You know, you got Bam out of Bayou. They lose, uh, but they bring back Duncan Robinson. They lose Drogics, Um, But it gives them a, a veteran that can come up and facilitate the offense, more of a natural point guard as Jimmy's more of a shooting guard or he plays off the ball. And it gives somebody that can create and get them in the proper sets. Um, they're they're tr- clearly trying to go with um, toughness tenacity and, and veteran leadership and that's what Kyle Larry brings. I think he would have been better if he would have went to Philadelphia because I thought that's it was amazing. just a natural fit. Um but, you know, I like the I like the move. But it doesn't do too much for me, so I think CP3 was the best move out there because it was it was the must, right? You talk about the team that was in the NBA Finals, that if they didn't retain Chris Paul, probably would be the fifth or sixth seed in the West.
1: Yeah, and him signing a four-year deal, man. That's what he wanted, some longevity there in Phoenix, and did he get it? Four years. I thought three was a stretch. Yeah. Four. To,
0: to, to the 40-burger. Yeah. Like, the 40-burger, Is how ironic is it, right? That he that a couple of years ago for them to be able to give um, forty year olds that type of contract, he changed him and LeBron fought to to kind of change the age limit so that they can uh, offer it. it. Used to be thirty six that you couldn't that you couldn't offer like more than a three year deal. They pushed for that to thirty eight. So now you know Chris Paul is able to benefit from his own uh, making because maybe yeah, he, maybe smart. he was foreshadowing for the future.
1: Smart. Okay. First of all, going back to the Heat and Kyle Lowry and um and what that does for them. I'm not saying they're going to win a national uh, national championship. They're going to win a championship with that roster, but they will be a tough out. I mean, nonetheless, like in terms of physicality and what you just said, um, you know, having some dogs on that team that no matter who you who you play, you're gonna grind it out yeah. against, you know, I mean, and you're gonna go ahead. This was
0: a team that was on that was in the NBA finals in the bubble two years ago. You know, it was stricken by COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, you know Pat Riley knows how to construct a team. Mm-hmm. You know, you think about Bam out of Bayou. Now they have now they have, you know, scoring at every position. They got Bam out of Bayou who's good at coming over to pick and roll. You know, he gives you that, you know, modern type of big. He doesn't shoot, you know, he's not he's not shooting the three like some of the, the, the bigs. But it definitely makes them tough, right? They can grind you out, right? They can grind you out. Now you talk about Kyle Larry and how he, you know, puts his body at risk, taking charges, tough, you know, with the defense. You know, I think this puts them third in the East right now. I would would get them third right behind Milwaukee. This puts them, because we don't know what the hell, you know, Philly's doing with Ben Simmons. So I would put them third, you know, right in front of uh, Philadelphia.
1: Um, Lonzo Ball to the Bulls. Bulls yeah. also get Alex Caruso, so they're making some moves. Um, look, Lonzo Ball uh, helped the Pelicans team that was top five in fast break efficiency at both seasons yeah. that he was there. Uh, it's a three point shooting league, we know this. Lonzo Ball improving his three point shooting; it feels like every single year. However, is that a, I mean, is that enough? Talk about the East. The Bulls maybe could be competitive, perhaps could make the playoffs, but doesn't do
0: much, does it? No, not, not at all. But, um, you know, they had Vucevic last year, right? Yeah. And, and it just never really seemed to click. You, you got to like uh, Billy Donovan and uh, what, what, he's, what he's able to do. But also the fact that, you know, they're trying to build something, right? Caruso brings them like a guy that can, you know, defend very well, a guy that can get the offense initiated. Um, I think this is a process for them. And how long has it been since we've really spoken about the Bulls? It really was the Earl uh, Tom Thibodeau uh, team. That's it. That's it you right? Got time to time to okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you think about you know when they had Luau, Ding, yeah. Noah, Rolls, and now they're trying to get back into the fray. Yeah. You know, this, but to me, this only you know puts them maybe at six. But this makes Levine happy, right? As he says, he wants a contract that's respectable.
1: Right, and we'll ask Brian Windhorst more about that later because that was his report. Um, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299. No contract. Straight Talk Wireless oh, right. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. Okay, training camp, busy time around the NFL. NFL front office that if for, that's for sure and it's no different for us here we've got our GM to tell us what every team needs to be doing right now including two Super Bowl contenders trying to manage early quarterback injuries that's next after Bart has this from DoorDash
0: DoorDash here with summer with the summer of DoorPass right now DoorPass members are taking $10 off groceries alcohol pet food and more Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered for less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try DoorPass. Try DashPass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with DashPass in the DoorDash app. And stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Carson had an old foot injury that was a broken foot sometime in high school that he did not know was broken. And then what happened the other day was just the right pressure at the right time, the right movement, that little
0: broken bone that was in there that was lodged it comes loose. This is Keyshawn J. Willen Zubin.
4: Join 16 million customers and learn how the wise account could work for you by downloading the app or visiting wise.com slash unsportsmanlike.
0: Passion drive and patience. What brings home the
4: winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Both. Well, if you're waking up in Indianapolis this morning, perhaps you are not the happiest person, right? Because yesterday was a day in terms of what is going on with the quarterback position, and who better to talk about this than Mike Tannenbaum or ESPN NFL front office insider Former NFL executive is here with yes. us this morning. This is Keyshawn Jabel and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance Guests will join us on the Goodyear hotline. Good morning to you, Mike. I gotta swear him in first. Oh. So you
0: promise to tell the truth, the whole truth, oh. and nothing but the truth.
1: I promise to
5: continue to overpay you. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh <my> overpay <laughs> me with these takes because I want to,
1: keeping it real goes wrong, Mike. I don't want the conservative one. Why? Well, I feel like one doesn't belong, and it's me. That's what's happening right now. <laughs> Mike Tannenbaum is here giving us the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. All right. Let's start with yesterday and what happened with the Indianapolis Colts. We now know that Carson Wentz has to have surgery. He's going to be out five to 12 weeks, it sounds like. First of all, this yesterday gave me like total Andrew Luck vibes before we even found out what the timetable was and that he needed surgery. Are you kind of feeling the same way about what's going on in Indianapolis?
5: Well, you know, he's a guy that's only played 16 games twice in his career. He's going to be 29 in December. Tom Brady's 44 today. And if the three of us were talking in March, guys – We would probably say it's more likely for Tom Brady to play in 17 games than Carson Wentz, and now that's even more true. And to me, it all lines up with, hey, should we go out and get Nick Foles? Nick Foles is going to make $4 million this year. It's about 2% of your salary cap. If you're Indianapolis, how can you not do that? I mean, things would have to go perfectly for him to be back in five weeks. And again, it bears repeating He's only played a full season twice yeah. in his career.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about the pressure that it puts on Carson Wentz? I, you know, when I listen to Frank Wright's statements, to me it, it, it screams like, okay, well, as much as Carson Wentz can take, how much his pain tolerance is, he doesn't have to be 100% healthy or pain-free to play through this injury. Yeah. What do you worry about when you talk about his mental psyche, right? Because that was what we were talking about. You know, when you think about trying to come back too early, talk about pain shots, painkillers, all those things that we know that can put pressure on players because of the fear if they go on 5 that the season is over with even before it starts.
5: Yeah, Bart's a great point. I take that a step further. The old coach Parcells, you throw with your legs. He always talked about he wanted his quarterbacks to squat and clean. And I was around the all-time greats like, people like Dan Marino, Mm -hmm. people like Vinny Testaverde, they're going to go to their graves being able to throw the ball, but it was lower body injuries. You know, Dan Marino had trouble with his feet, his ankles, Testaverde tore his Achilles. And what you worry about, and we've seen a little bit with Dak Prescott coming off of his injury, is can Carson Wentz, because we're talking again about a foot injury, you know, is that going to put any more additional strain on him? And again, When you look at these things and we've studied for years, the number one prediction about injury in the future is past performance and past durability. And that would be a massive concern. And let's give San Francisco credit. Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't been durable. What do they do? They go out and get Trey Lance. Yeah. If I'm the Colts right. Yeah, exactly. Go pay the bill. Mm-hmm. Go get somebody like Nick Foles. And to your point, Bart, with all those things you're talking about, like now you're giving yourself a little margin for error. Right.
1: Right. Okay, we're talking to Mike Tannenbaum right now, ESPN NFL front office insider. He's joining us here in studio on Keyshawn, and J. Will and Zubin, Shay Cornette, Bart Scott, filling in for the guys this morning. Okay, uh, let's just call it what it is. While he was in Philadelphia, Carson Wentz missed 17 total games. I mean, he was on the bench for the Super Bowl run, the playoffs, a lot of important games while he was in Philadelphia. And so now the timetable is five to 12 weeks we know he is he's injury prone. Now you call what would you call him the glass man? No,
0: Mr. Glass. Mr. glass. Like. He's He's Samuel Jackson off unbreakable. Mr.
1: Glass earlier. Oh, I think I so broke if my you're stern. looking at a 5 to 12 week span, like what does that tell you about Carson Wentz? You're leaning towards the later half, the earlier half it's wait and see. Like what are you thinking if you're the GM of the Colts?
5: Well, again, I think we have to recalibrate ourselves. We're talking about an 18 week marathon. We're talking about 17 games. Right. So, again, we can talk about Dak Prescott. We certainly could talk about Carson Wentz here, but this is a long way to go. And I want to know that Carson Wentz is ready for the stretch run more so than just opening day. And that's, again, unfortunately I've been there. Ryan Tannehill had a season-ending preseason injury, non-contact play towards ACL. We had to go get Jay Cutler out of the Fox booth because he knew <laughs> Adam Gase's offense. Right. You're sitting with oh. a third stringer in Nick Foles who knows Frank Reich's offense for $4 million. I, I don't see any reason, if I'm the Colts, even if you like Jacob and that's great. But, again, we're talking about a 17-game regular season. Why would you not go get insurance that, to me, is appropriate, knows the system, and there's real value there? Right, that that sure
0: beats throwing $10 million at Phillip Rivers, correct? So, I mean, where where do you go? Do you go with Phillip Rivers or do you go? I mean, because really at this point we know Nick Foles is probably on the the cusp of maybe potentially being one of the last cuts unless they want to do him a favor and cut him early so he can find another job because he would be one of the best backups in the league. What do you think the price tag it is for for, um, Indianapolis to go out and get a guy like Nick Foles'
5: sixth, seventh-round pick? Yeah, and maybe I do a conditional pick where like, hey, if he plays more than half the games or we go to the playoffs and he's playing, maybe that bumps up to a, a third or a fourth round pick, which by the way, if you're the Colts, you would do backflips to pay that pick. So right. there, there's a trade to be made there. And look, if you're the Bears, your future is Justin Fields. You, you have a nice backup in Andy Dalton. So like to me, there's a win-win there. And the other thing too, and as a GM, this always keeps you up at night is if you're going to trade a quarterback, you like to trade him out of conference. So... If Nick Foles goes on fire like he did a couple years ago, you want him out of the conference. All
1: right, let's switch gears and let's go to something else we were talking a lot about yesterday, and I'm going to relate this back to you. Again, we're talking to Mike Tannenbaum right now, ESPN (coughs) NFL front office insider. Um, So the Browns went out and they paid Nick Chubb, right? And so they did this before they paid Baker Mayfield, their quarterback. I remember you saying when they paid Ezekiel Elliott before they played... Dak Prescott that this was kind of sending a weird message do you get the same sort of feeling about the Browns and what their decision was
5: well it was the same message I had to Rex Ryan if we're going to pay Bart Scott we got to leave enough money to get signed David Harris <laughs> oh, man. So, so we've had those conversations before
1: <laughs> fortunately we were able to do that
5: and Bart and David did a lot of good things together in all seriousness I think the situation is a little bit different because I think what's interesting to me is when you look at Josh Allen Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, all three are eligible for extensions, and none of them have signed. To me, that's a little bit more than a coincidence. Yeah. So I think one of the axioms that applies here, Shea, is as a GM, let's apply um, time and effort into problems we can solve, which is, hey, we got some really good players here, Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb. And I know the whole axiom, like, do you have to pay running backs? you got Kareem Hunt. But Nick Chubb's a really good player. I thought that deal was good value for Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So I think the situation is a little bit different. My concern with Zeke Elliott was he held out, he was in Mexico, he had three years to go, and you have a franchise quarterback in Dak Prescott. I thought that was a little bit tone deaf. I thought that sent the wrong message for the wrong reasons that a guy's holding out with three years. He, he didn't have three years. He had one more year, and they could have franchised him because they had to exercise the option. I think this situation's slightly different.
0: You know, for me, what it tells me is that they're not too sure that Baker Mayfield is the guy. Right, it took him to get one of everything, like he well, two of everything. He has two great offensive linemen, two great running backs, two great receivers, two great tight ends, and, and a great defense. And, and what he and, and you know, to your point, and, and I, I totally agree with you. He's the most interchangeable quarterback in the league. I, you can go on every team in the NFL almost and say, okay, if we put that starting quarterback behind this type of uh, roster. Would they be and, and would they be who Baker mayfield is, and my answer is almost yes, they would you know, arguably be better, but out of the three guys that you know, we, we mentioned which one of these guys
5: gets done first and which one is the one that you would pay first.
0: Yeah, Lamar well,
1: Jackson, Josh Allen, or Baker. Yeah,
5: Williams. I think it has to be Josh Allen because I think he has the highest upside. I love Lamar. My only concern about Lamar from a jam perspective is the ball's in his hands so much, like can he get through the contract? Now, with that said, Josh Allen was hurt at Wyoming. He's also a big contact player. And I think you guys make an interesting point, which is, Context is everything. If we said, hey, we can have Baker Mayfield and Nick Chubb and Denzel Ward and Miles Garrett and all the other great players Cleveland has, great. We'll pay you. 25 to 28 million. If you said, "Hey, we got to pay Baker Mayfield 40, 42 million, and those other guys are going to graduate," gonna lose, Bart, yeah. yeah, let let them go. We'll go get somebody else we can win with.
0: Right. What? I mean, because be, see, be, 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 see, you can tell we spent a lot of time together.
3: <laughs> because...
1: Yeah. I mean, right, you Shay, guys are just like spewing this, like rolling it, like this is like information that I don't think everyone would agree with. I mean, I, I'm not you both I mean, clearly you know about... football far better than me, but to just say you could plug and play a quarterback I mean, after Baker Mayfield, a semi but Shea,
5: if, if you were running a team and I said that, you know. Austin Court, well, um, white Teller, um, Denzel Ward, My- well, they already played Miles Garrett, yeah. Nick Chubb. We're all going to graduate, and you're going to overpay a guy that was short and slow. I, I just don't. I wouldn't do I, that. I,
1: no, I I get it. It's just like yeah. he's finally had a very successful year in Cleveland, and then now we're like, well, we could plug and play I, someone else. I mean, and I he w- was the
0: number one overall pick. I mean, I wish we could. I wish we can play this game because, also, like when you play a player, player that type of money. I mean, you got to go say, which teammate do you want to cut, right? I mean, you look at yo know, yesterday, I mean, it, I knew that the reason why the Ravens didn't sign Judon is because they knew they had to pay Lamar Jackson, so they had to get a Wiley veteran like they did with Elvis Dumerville when they had to pay like Joe Flacco. So that's why they went out and got Houston, because they have to get a rental, because they have to tell Lamar Jackson that you have to be, you have to be good enough for, for yourself, but also to replace that player. Right? You know, we saw this happen with Russell Wilson when the leaders in the boom left. He had to prove that he can carry a team because when you get paid that type of money, eventually you're going to cut some of your teammates. But I would love to play this game. Like, we can go down the list and we can say, okay, if we put this quarterback there, would the the Cleveland Browns be better? Kyler Murray? Better. Lamar Jackson? Better. Even Matty Ice? Better. Josh Allen? Better. Sam Darnold? I think it could be a push. Joe Burrow? Better, right?
1: You're pointing out all the good quarterbacks. No, I'm, no, I'm just going down a list in
5: order. Not, not
0: that get, Prescott.
5: Not, not, shame, not to get up on you, but another, another way I, to yeah, say it, I,
1: I can handle it. it.
5: I, I, if if it. we were drafting the AFC quarterbacks, <laughs> right. I, I, I had Baker eighth. Now, you could argue maybe he's sixth, but he's not better than Patrick Mahomes. He's I'm third
0: in his division. Yeah, yeah, in I, his I,
5: I, I totally agree. I'm just saying, if you look at the conference, he's somewhere between sixth and eighth. And if the three of us were running a franchise, Would we be high-fiving ourselves, saying, like, hey, we just signed the sixth-best running back. Hey, we just signed the (laughs) sixth-best. Like, no, we're trying to build a championship and and it starts at the quarterback position. Like, do we want to chase perfection and greatness with the sixth-best of anything?
1: Okay, you, valid points by both of you. I was just playing devil's advocate. I'm glad you advocate. came today
5: because yesterday I said
0: the same thing. She looked at me like I was crazy. Now, don't do She, that. Looked, at, she looked at me now with these two eyes, her third eye. She <laughs> was like hurting stop me it? with her shot. With that her is chakra. not true.
1: You, just, you surprised me when you said it, as did Mike Tannenbaum, when he just said it to me as well, and so I just wanted to revisit it. That's all I'm saying. You're both... I understand. She where looked you're coming through me with
0: from. her chakra. I could feel her chi looking through me, it's like <laughs> Kung Fu Panda. That.
1: You are you're insane. Uh, all yes. right, Keyshawn J. Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Yes you can save yes. big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Pro- Visit progressive.com.
0: Can we ask the Cleveland fans to call in and tell me who in the NFL out of starting thirty two that Lamar I mean that uh, that Baker would be better than? Because I mean, when I I would argue that golf Dak, of course uh, Watson. Of course, A.A. Ryan. You know, maybe Carson Wentz to be with Heavy, but Stafford, right? All right, we Lawrence. get it. We get it. wait, wait get cousins. the point. Can I, bring in Mahomes. What, can
5: I bring in one other dimension to this? Like, why, why not just hit pause? He's under contract next year. Damn. And, by the way, if he turns out to be great, if he's Drew Brees, which, let's face it, he could be, we could franchise him the year after so we have him this year, yeah. next year, and the year after. And, again – if we're just sitting there and looking at all these other players that they have, they've done a great job of assembling a lot of good players. That would be my biggest concern. And he's going nowhere. Car. He three Herbert. <laughs>
1: okay. all right. We get it, everyone. Let's, let's stop piling on Baker and let's move on. We're going to play a game called Back in the Front Office. Woo. <laughs> Okay, so here's what we're going to do, Mike. You're going to play the role of the following GMs, okay? And by the way, we're joined right now by Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN, NFL front office insider. He's also a former NFL executive here at ESPN. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott, Shea Cornette here filling in for the guys. So, so again, back in the front office, you're playing the role of GM for the respective teams. I'm going to give it to you and give you the scenario. You're going to tell me what you're going to do, okay? Got it? Here we go. Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, GM, president, all of the following. Do you play Dak Prescott during the preseason?
5: No, he's just too valuable. And we already saw like how the margins here are so small. We got to get him ready to go. Look, we may have some contact practices. We may script some things that give him difficult looks in terms of seven on seven team periods. But there's no way I could put him at risk. He's just way too valuable to this franchise. By the way. Being Jerry Jones, it's nice to have that boat, just for the record.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely.
1: Okay. A, yoke pl- a boat plane, all of it. Way to
5: right? go,
0: David. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Oh, okay. All right, here we go. What should the Raiders
5: do with Marcus Mariota? Well, that's interesting. You know, I'm not the biggest Derek Carr fan. I would keep him because at some point, you know, we talked earlier, like he's the, Derek Carr is at best the third best quarterback in that division yeah. behind Herbert and Mahomes. So you want depth there, 17-game season, I hold on to Mariota.
1: Okay, Andrew Berry, Browns GM. I was going to go all in on Derek Carr not getting enough credit, but you know what? I've already played this game, so I'm not going to do that. Let's go to the Browns. Why not? Andrew Barry? do you sign Baker, May- Baker Mayfield to an extension now that Nick Chubb is signed?
5: Again, I would try, but I would pump the brakes at about $28 million because, again, I want to make sure we could keep as much of the core as possible. Nope. Baker Mayfield's a good player. Make no mistake about it. I don't think he's a great player. I agree with Bart. It's He's replaceable. And, again, he's somewhere between the sixth, and eighth best quarterback in this conference.
1: Mm. Go ahead,
5: Bart. <laughs> the truth hurts, shay shay. I told
0: him to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. <laughs> go ahead. You got to so tell me Lombardi.
5: Okay. Here 49ers. we go.
0: Who's the starting uh starting quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers? Would you go with Jimmy G or Trey Lance?
5: I'm going Jimmy G on day 1. San Francisco missed more games last year than any other team in terms of defensive stars. This is a really good football team. They have a chance to really make some noise this year. At some point the baton will be tossed, but Jimmy G is a productive quarterback when healthy.
1: Okay. Let's go to the Broncos. You are now the Broncos GM. Mm. Who is starting week one? Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater? And I hope we agree on this, Mike.
5: I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater guy. Yes, big, finally. And, yeah. And look, they have a Welcome great defense. <laughs> he could get the ball down the field and uh, you know, Drew Locke to me is um an interesting player. He could have played basketball in college. I think he's a good athlete. But this is a team, because of their defense, I'm going to go with Teddy Bridgewater.
0: All right. Last and final one, Uncle TB. What do you got up? Uh, what would it take for you to trade Deshaun Watson before the season?
5: What you need? How many picks? Players? Well, if I'm Houston, I would try to get at least two, maybe three first-round picks. I think the real challenge here is, given the complexity of the situation, There's a pending, obviously, criminal situation. And we got to remember in 2010, Roger Goodell suspended Ben Roethlisberger for six games despite having no criminal charges. So we got to remember that even if the criminal situation gets resolved, and that's a big if, the standard is lower. He could be suspended. So if you're another team who needs a quarterback, I think it would be very difficult to give up a lot of draft capital knowing that his eligibility is in question.
0: But with him being five years still on a contract, you would do that in a heartbeat knowing that you may not have him this year. You'll have him next year.
5: But. Bart, we would have to go sit down with our owner and, and explain the situation and understand that we have a long term situation. You know, it could be someone like a P. Carroll, a Mike Tomlin, someone that has sort of a lot of equity in the situation. If yeah. you're a coach that's more year to year, that would be a very difficult thing to do.
1: Can I ask a question, though, staying with Nick Casario, the Texans GM here, in terms of what they're going to do? Um, with Deshaun Watson, it sounds like he's not in pads. Like he's out there, obviously, with his team practicing in shorts and things, <laughs> but not in pads practicing. Do you think they're handling this situation? Like, I know this is a loaded question. I totally understand that, Mike. But in terms of just like being careful with how they're using him because he might be traded. Take what's going on off the field away a little right, bit. But right. do you think they're handling that properly?
5: Not, not completely. I, I just don't know having him around right now. Who, who's benefiting from that? Like, this is one of those situations where, you know, Bart, as you all know, you want to treat everyone fairly but not consistently. Yeah. Right. This is one of those, like, hey, go home, stay in great shape. There's we got a lot to work through. Yeah. To have him out there playing safety, you know, yeah. on, on walkthroughs, I don't know who that's benefiting. And if you're the head coach, you're David Culley, you've worked your whole career, you're trying to establish yourself. They can win cool. with Tyrod Taylor. Like, he's a competent NFL quarterback, so – Having Deshaun Watson there right now, I just don't know what purpose that's serving.
1: I could not agree right. with you more. Very well said. I'm going to keep going here. I know keep you going, said last no. one. Black, I'm going to keep, keep going. going. Brian Gutekunst, Packers GM here. That's who you're going to be, Mike Tannenbaum. What player would you sign next to keep Aaron Rodgers happy?
5: Whoever he said to. <laughs> <laughs> what a good answer. And then, go ahead. Obviously, Devonte Adams, like, I, he's one of, you could say, the top, top three, whatever. He's a great player. When you're a GM and you hit on somebody like him who's a great player, great person, great teammate, you can't overpay those guys because everyone in the locker room is saying, like, if you don't pay him, who are you going to pay? So get that done at ASAP. So tell
0: me this. uh, Are you going to play Jordan Love every game to display him so you can try and get maybe recoup, maybe a fourth-round draft pick or something like that so that people can see if he can play or not?
1: In the preseason.
5: Yeah, absolutely. And here's the other thing. we got to remember, in fairness to him, players like Tua, last year – Weird off-season, pandemic, you had to get your starter ready. Yeah. Jordan Love didn't get a lot of reps, so he needs every rep for developmental purposes and from a trade standpoint and something else. Ironically, a decade ago when we traded for Brett Favre, they had seen enough of Aaron Rodgers to get him on the field. If I'm Green Bay, it's going to help me define how badly we need Aaron Rodgers, as weird as that is to say. But yeah. what happens if Jordan Love plays great? Now all of a sudden like you take a deep breath and say, you know what? If we could get three number one picks for Aaron Rodgers – Maybe that's something we consider because we have a great young player in Jordan Love, oh. and that that factors into your decision making. I remember when we were negotiating with the Packers again a decade ago, guys. They were very confident, and they were right, obviously, about Aaron Rodgers yeah. to let Favre walk out the door. I just
1: I can't go so, through this song. So John minutes. John
0: Cool next. You John and John Coonie coming back <laughs> <laughs> quickly
1: because you know our producer's been a little feisty this morning, so we got to keep him happy. nugget. Man. Let's let's do Joe Douglas, the Jets GM. What veteran quarterback are you bringing in?
5: Well, I'm trying to beat Indy to Nick Foles. Again, yeah. Nick Foles is a great guy. He's won a Super Bowl. I think sometimes we overcomplicate things. There was a lot of great players around him in Philly, but great guy, great teammate, and if I'm Zach Wilson, that quarterback room bar, you know, is so yeah. important. I would sign Nick Foles. I would trade for him and sign him to an extension. We've seen the guys like Andy Dalton, the Josh McCowns, Tyrod Taylor. They're around for a reason. They're Mike, high- Lennon. Well, Mike Lennon. Mike they're, Lennon. I- they're high-character guys. Get somebody to pair with Kyle Wilson for the next couple of years.
1: Interestingly enough, Nick Foles says he wants to go somewhere familiar, right? So, obviously, the Colts and Frank Wright, Joe Douglas, and him are familiar with yeah. one another from their time in yeah. Philly as well.
5: Shea, that bothered me. You're a player under contract. If you're traded, you'll go to that team. That's why you signed a contract. Yeah. That's that's very true.
0: Don't yeah, he,
1: forget. Listen, he's he, he stuck up a
0: couple of organizations now. Remember, he's still getting paid by Jacksonville.
1: Way to get him, Raymond. The bottom line is everywhere he's gone, basically besides when he was with the Eagles, he hasn't played well. So let's see what happens at his next stop. Don't forget the college football season starts this month, and we're looking ahead to the college football season in primetime tonight on ESPN. At 7 Eastern, we'll unveil the ESPN Experts preseason top 25 in college football 2021, the power rankings. That's at 8. And then at 8, rather, it's a look at the games that will have the biggest impact this fall on College Football Live. Schedule breakdown, as always, both shows are available on your ESPN app. Okay, Mike Tannenbaum, thank you so much this morning. This was fun, playing some games. I know you're here more this week, so Eddie we will look soldier. forward to that. <laughs> Are you okay over there? Yeah, you guys yeah. got everything out? Both ganged up on me, but I'm going to get over it here in the next break. Is she going to um,
5: put on her Cleveland Brown hat during uh, the break?
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, One quarterback at is chakra. saying greatness she doesn't happen over overnight, chakra. but will his fan base be that patient? That's next here on KJZ.